Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Welcome back. Will we do the can you share this thing, review the podcast stuff again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. Okay. Hey, um, hey everybody, it's Dave here. Thanks for uh, tuning in and listening to us today. Uh, we obviously do this for free, and uh, you know our whole goal is to uh, help others out. So if you can share this with your friends, family, loved ones that might benefit from this and uh, help them on their fitness journey, we greatly appreciate that. Also, being interactive in our Discord server, um, so discord.gg slash wehackhealth, uh, really great community there of folks uh, sharing their experiences and everything else. We'd greatly appreciate it. We always want to continue to grow this podcast and get new guests on and things like that and you know break new barriers and have fun with it. And uh, so please uh, share this with your friends, families, and loved ones, and uh, we, we truly appreciate it. That was good. You absolutely nailed it. I might actually take that sound bit out and I could just put it, I'll just use that every episode. I'll just put it in. So you so don't I, have to I feel like yourself. I can get better with it like over time though. So let's try it a couple of times. You just put me on the spot. So that was like off yeah, the cuff. I so, I you know, I got to. I think one thing that I was thinking yeah. about and this is to share with everybody. When I listen to the podcast, there's nothing that fucks me off more whenever they start to do ads. So I, I'm not at the point where I don't think that we should have a sponsor because it's like, just one second, I'm interrupting the podcast here to talk about my sponsor. Yeah. They do, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you know I'm the not. first thing I do skip, when that comes on, by the way, skip, 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 yeah, skip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're not going to do that. But yeah. this is us asking back, can you share it with your friends? Write us a review, join our Discord, all that usual shit. Anyway, I'm Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. Well, so I'll start off first. How are you doing today, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing really good. I've had a couple of really cool calls, catching up with clients and stuff. I like the actually, shirt. Thank you very much. I'm representing. It's represent. such a good fit. You're like, you're like, so nice. you're like our, our uh, uh, you're like, a, uh, what's the, what's the word for it? I'm, I'm looking for, you're like our, our, our employee from, from, you know, Ireland that. Uh, do you not have anybody else who works for you? Well, not anybody else, but do you not have anybody who works for you from here? We have uh, some in the UK, but not, not in Northern Ireland. Okay, good. I'll be that person. I'll be yeah. that person for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a real nice fit. Like it's a, it feels nice and it's a nice fit. So that's good for anybody who doesn't need listening and go, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm wearing a trusted tech t-shirt. Representing. And I'm yeah, not, this. That's the owner answer. of the company is not wearing a trusted tech t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I always find that's the way though. But anyway, yeah, so things are yeah. good. Um, I've had a couple of really cool calls today. One thing I've implemented recently with you guys is, and we'll have ours later, is um, one-to-one monthly check-ins. And it's cool because it gives me a chance to actually give feedback in a conversation format rather than me just talking at you through the computer. Um, and it's something I really enjoyed doing. So I've had a couple of cool ones today. Had a really good session today. I was leg day again. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, How has yeah. this happened to me again? Like, and you didn't complain to me at all about that. I know it's because I was training with someone else, so I didn't oh, want okay. to like, do, do my set. And then, oh man, so so basically, you, you know, when you're training with somebody else, you don't you don't message me anymore. What's up? With well, that? I didn't want to be rude. Ah, uh, okay, okay, no, that's fine. Anyway, I hear you got a new job at Orange Theory. Yes, so I am I am now the uh, the official IT person at our uh, our local Orange Theory. Uh, 
So, you know, we've talked about this in the podcast quite a bit, but, you know, I do cardio twice a week, lift five days a week. Uh, it's my current training program. And when I went to Orange Theory last week, um, the way that Orange Theory does their uh, system, which is really kind of gimmicky but r- really cool, um, is you wear these 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 bands that sync up uh, via Bluetooth called the Swasp system. I know their whole network now inside and out, so I know how it actually works. Um, and so those these Bluetooth receivers basically um, monitor your heart rate and all that other stuff, and they basically display it on uh, monitors in the gym. So when you're working out, you can kind of look up and see where you're at, or if you're at a um, station, like for example, the treadmill, you can see, you know, your heart rate and, and where you're at from an exertion perspective, how many calories you've burned. Um, and then how many, what they call splat points and splat points are broken down into gray, uh, blue, green, orange, and red. And that's basically where your heart rate's at. So if you're in the, the green area, you know, your heart rate's at an elevated rate, but it's not like killing yourself. Orange is like, Hey, you're killing yourself. And red's like, Hey, I'm about to die. Um, and so let's so you can see who's half assing as well. Like if you're yeah. looking at everybody else, you can well, see well, what's, what's interesting with that is when I first went to orange theory, um, I was always proud about the amount of splat points that I got. Cause I'd always beat everybody. I was getting like, like in a 60 minute, that was my way of, of knowing that I beat somebody. So in a 60 minute class, one time I got 53 splat points, which means I was almost dying, you know, for 53 minutes. So you have to be orange or above in order to get a splat point. And uh, what I realized, though, is that that means I was severely out of shape because yeah, yeah, my heart yeah. rate would shoot up very quickly and wouldn't rebound very quickly during the, you know, the rest that you have. So it's high intensity interval training. So you're spiking your heart rate up and bringing it down and spiking up and bringing it down. And um, one of the instructors that was there, Travis, explained what your, your, your heart rate should look like, kind of like a pyramid. So you have, you know, a lot of uh, uh, greens coming up and then you have kind of a lot of oranges and um, reds and stuff like that, but you're really trying to balance those greens. So you typically want to get around 11 to 12 splat points. And then the rest of those should literally be in the green section, um, of your heart rate. And I was getting, you know, 52, 53. <laughs> so in actual fact, you thought you were beating anybody, but you were coming. I was, it was basically, I was like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm horrible. So now, now I actually only average, you know, anywhere between nine to 12 splat points. Um, okay. but my heart rate is at a high elevator rate. And I, in, in our, our hour long session, I burn about, uh, 700 calories. Um, so anywhere between 650 to 750, sometimes 800 if it's like a really insane classic. We're doing one on Monday. It's called Inferno, um, which is it's, it's going to suck. It's row 100 meters, do a bunch of really quick uh, weight movements. Row 200 meters, do a bunch of weight movements. Row 300 meters, do a bunch of weight movements. 400. And the whole class is just rowing, basically. Um, you know, so I'm going to be doing 1,000 row, go lift. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for, for 60 minutes. So, um, But I walked in on last week, and the uh, the monitors were broke. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you, if you have a talent that can help somebody else, go and help somebody else, right? Whether that's changing a tire or if you're a mechanic or, you know, for me, obviously on the, the IT side of the house. And so I walked in, you know, Friday and I was like, oh, they're broke. I'm sure they got a good handle on it. You know, I didn't want to like impede on the business, wherever it happens, things break, you know, the rotor can break and, you know, stuff like that. Well, I came in that Monday and things were still broke. And I was, so I asked, I'm like, hey, you know, and it doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't really pay attention to the screens, but you know, I came in and I said, Hey, you know, um, you know, what's going on with your, with your, with your monitors. And they're like, Oh, we've been working with kind of our IT folks for a while. And we just can't figure out what's, what's going on. I'm like, well, listen, you know, after class, I'll, you know, I don't, I don't have anything going on for like the next hour. Um, I can go and take a look and see if I can fix it for you. And they're like, Oh, that'd be great. Awesome. So I, uh, ended up troubleshooting and what should have taken an hour took about three and a half hours. Um, but I was able to figure it out, fix it. And, you know, they're obviously super grateful and uh, everybody's got the screen. It was funny because I, I was there today uh, doing Orange Theory 
And uh, everybody's like, "You're the guy that fixed the, the TVs. You're awesome." I'm like, "Thank you. Yeah, that's me. You know, yeah, that's me. I'm the. I'm the. It was funny. Well, it's funny because like the the wires were still kind of hanging out in the back of the TV, and I hate that, and I can't stand that. So uh, Jackie, the the coach there, I was like, "Hey, Jackie, do you mind?" Because like what happens is like in the beginning of the class before the class starts, like um, they won't let you go into the floor where all the workouts at. I mean, doing cleaning and stuff like that. And so I was like, "Hey, Jackie, do you mind if I, you know, go?" Um, out and fix the wires before class starts. And one of the ladies said, well, you already work here, so you might as well just go. I was like, well, hey, I'm just asking my boss if it's okay. So she started laughing. So, you know, I know there's a joke that I'm, I'm, I'm working at Orange Theory now, but uh, the good folks there, they're awesome. And a really good crew that, that keeps that place up and running. So it's good to be able to help somebody, you know, with your talents um, that is in need. And that's what we're here for, right? To, to help our tribe, to help others. Uh, and that's what we do here at, at, at you know, the, the Hacking Your Health podcast is helping our tribe, helping others that are like-minded that want to, um, you know, start this fitness journey or, th- or going through a fitness journey or, or bad stages of your fitness journey. We all could use help and work uh, to, to help one another to uh, to get where we want to get with everything. Yeah. So it was fun. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, aside from your new part-time job, what else is going on? You know, uh, lifts have been going really good. I still have the, the soreness in the shoulder, unfortunately. So I'm still, you know, exact same thing as you. You know, basically, it's it's just you know it's taking some time to heal. Um, I've been using the BBC 157 uh, peptide, which is um, a healing peptide. It's it's something that's naturally released in your body, um, and I get that prescribed through my uh, TRT uh, testosterone replacement therapy doctor. And um, BBC 157, if you're not familiar, um, is something that gets naturally released in your body that uh, allows your body to recover much faster. Um, so basically, sends signals to say, hey, you know, repair your body. One thing I didn't know, um, and this is uh, like it's half and half, half say you should, half say you shouldn't, um, is is some say it's localized to where you should inject it subcutaneously. It's so sub-Q, so it's in the fat store, so it's not, you know, you're not going intramuscular. Um, but they some say you should inject it in the problematic area. Some say it's not. So I haven't got a definitive answer either way um, on that. But I've been, you know, doing it more localized. So um, my, my, my left shoulder, I've been injecting into the fat stores here, uh, which is kind of an interesting one. I've never, never injected uh, into the shoulder area before. I usually just do the, the you know, little love handles in the back. But um, but that's supposedly, you know, going to help you recover faster uh, from injury. And it's been feeling a lot better. I'm getting a lot stronger. I've just been not trying to, you know, max out or do more powerful sets, uh, mostly just focusing on muscle hypertrophy and exhaustion on that. But cool. I think it's been good. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting leaner, which is great, and, and I've gotten uh, stronger on the PR side of the house, so that's a good thing. But it also means I think we're going up in calories, which is, you know, obviously let you decide that. But uh, um, things are actually going really good on the, the training front as well, so I can't complain. Uh, last story I'll, I'll tell you uh, really quick. Um, I was uh, in Vegas last week uh, for the CAF summer camp. And uh, there's a favorite place I love going out there called Smash Fitness. So if you're going to Vegas, you're going to DEF CON or Black Hat, if you're in the security industry, um, there's a place called Smash Fitness that I really, really enjoy. Um, you know, not a huge gym, but they got like 10, you know, big rack, you know, rogue racks and everything that you'd possibly need to do. Um, you're lifting. They have cardio machines. Um, they have belt squats. They got a bunch of stuff out there that is just really awesome. And uh, I go out there every time. And uh, I, got, I get into the gym, and this is like, you know, you know, again, when you go into a gym, I would always be intimidated, but I'm not anymore. So I, I literally, it was great to have the confidence to walk into the gym, buzz myself in, because they give you a key fob that you can use anytime and just bills you whenever you come. So, like, I didn't have to worry about, you know, checking in or things like that. And then, you know, got my lift in, um, got a compliment from from a guy, and also said my shoes looked awesome. So that was good. My muscles and my shoes looked awesome. So I'm like, hey, that's that's great. 
Um, he called us from one guy? Yeah, same guy. And, and, and the guy was checking me out, which I was like, hey, I'm totally cool with that. That's awesome. Like, please, you know, like, thank you. You know, like, I had a really good pump going on the, the, the shoulders and the bicep veins and everything else and uh, felt, felt like a million bucks. And, um, and uh, so that was, that was fun. And then they have a smoothie place inside, so you can go get, you know, a fresh smoothie with protein added and everything else. And uh, just a really cool place. So, um, you know, we'll definitely – uh, if you, when we go to Vegas together someday, we'll uh, we'll hit that up and, and get some lifting in there. But that was a good good lift session, and uh, love going out there in Vegas to, to to hit that gym. But I I woke up literally at five o'clock in the morning uh, so that I could get my lift in before Aaron woke up, so that we can then go out and um, you know do the summer camp thing. So with uh, with the calf, so it was a great great experience. I had a good time. I can imagine. I think one point that I sort of want you to touch on probably is how far removed that feeling that you have walking into the gym is from where you were before because i think sometimes the listeners can probably be like oh well that's great dave feels great but i'm nowhere near that like i'm so far away from that like i don't have the confidence i don't have the confidence going into the gym and stuff like that so i think you know recognizing sort of before whenever you would have had that thought about going into the gym versus you know having the confidence to just go in and do it now like the difference between those two things and how far you've come on that yeah i you know i, I think there's a, a varying level of of intensity gyms, I guess is the best way of putting it. So if you go to like a Planet Fitness, for example, you you should probably feel comfortable going into there in most cases, because most of the folks there are, um, you know, not, it's a very non-judgmental place and and that's great. Right. Um, they don't tailor to the heavy, massive, you know, people that are throwing powerlifting and stuff like that. And that's, that's perfectly fine. That's probably a small demographic percentage of, of the people out there. So that makes sense. Um, but you know, for me, Anytime I'd go into a gym, whether it was Planet Fitness, uh, whether it was, you know, any type of regular gym or when I traveled in gyms, I was always super intimidated and scared to go there. Um, and it's it's a stupid fear, to be honest with you. And at least for me, it's a stupid fear, right? Um, you know, my fear is, is that, hey, I'm going to do a deadlift wrong. We've always had those assholes that comment on your deadlift, you know, form and say, that's the horrible deadlift. You need to do this. You need to tweak that. You got to roll your shoulders back. You got to move your right arm up. You got to move it to the side, 90 degree angles. You got to look up and you got to breathe six times, do it with one eye. You're like, shit, dude, that's just 70 things. I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Is that even a deadlift anymore? Like, what am I, I don't understand. It just confuses the hell out of you. And you know, you don't want to be in a gym where somebody's like, Oh, you know, like staring at you and saying, no, you're doing that wrong. Or it's not heavy enough. Um, I actually saw a, a Facebook or as a YouTube short, I got to send it to you. I got to find it. And, um, and it, the, the caption was, we've all done this. And it was a guy doing uh, uh, bicep curls on a, on a machine, on a, uh, you know, like a cable machine, okay? And he's doing the bicep curls. And the, a guy comes over to him and he's like, hey, man, how many sets you got left? He's like, oh, oh this is my last one. I'm just, I'm just finishing up. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then the guy takes the, the, the amount of weight and then puts it to the very bottom. So it looks like he was lifting, like, seriously, a, a much heavier amount. So the guy comes in and is like, oh. And then the guy sits down. He's like, oh, that was good. That, that guy's strong. You know? <laughs> but... but but I, mean, I think that's a fear of, you know, hey, I'm not lifting enough. I, I can't compete with these guys, you know, and gals um, in the same capacity. And listen, it, um, it is not a competition with anybody else there, period. And you're there for yourself and you're there to better yourself. And, you know, there might be shitty people out there, but everybody recognizes that. And everybody's at different stages in their fitness journey. So, you know, I think the biggest realization for me is, you know, while I'm confident now in my lifts and how I lift and the type of lifts that I do and my programs and I know which I need what I need to do and what I and what I, I don't need to do, um, I wasn't always there by any stretch, and I was always scared of going to the gym. But you know, the 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 rinse and repeat thing. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. When you go into an uncertain area, you get nervous. You get that you know uh, reservation because you're not used to it. It's not your 
your home. It's not what you're used to. But each time you go and you push yourself into that gym, uh, you develop habits uh, and you develop uh, comfort levels in there. And the more you go there and the less bad experiences you have, the easier it is uh, for you. One thing, one person I'd recommend taking a look at is, was it uh, Jimmy Swole? Was that, was that who it is? <laughs> um, you know, Jimmy Swole is, is a really cool guy. I would love to get him on the podcast. Guy's jacked, dude. That guy's freaking huge. Um, but uh, just, he basically, his whole thing is built on people that post like stupid stuff on like TikTok or whatever. Um, and then he critiques like, listen, this isn't gym culture. Gym culture is supposed to be about helping one another. And those, and he shows positive ones and he shows people being assholes. Um, and you know, you kind of, you know, it's like, listen, and this guy's huge. Like he's a huge meathead and he's been doing this for probably 30 years. Um, and he's like, listen, the old bro gym culture needs to die. The gym culture of everybody accepting everybody, regardless of what stage they're in, regardless of how they look, regardless of if they're doing something wrong. Um, you know, that's, you know, something that, that, that we should all be accepting of. And I a hundred percent agree with that. Right. And so, again, you might get an asshole in a gym, but most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, those people started from somewhere. Those people are a different, you know, progressions as you or maybe be, you know, more novice to you uh, as well. And maybe their first day in the gym, they may have had a shitty day. They might have had an awesome day. They might be PRing that day. Everybody has different things going on. Um, and you're all there to better yourself. So at the end of the day, F it. Go out there. Get to the gym. Have some fun with it and enjoy yourself. Look at what other people are doing from a learning perspective. I, you know, there, there are people that be, that be doing exercises that I've never seen before. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like, I would, I would love to try that out, you know? And then I go and try it out. Look, like, probably look horrible doing it, probably doing it wrong. But, you know, then you improve over time as you go through. And, you know, people are generally really friendly too. Like, I'll go up to somebody and be like, hey, that's a cool exercise. I haven't seen that before. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. And they'll show you how to do it. And they're super helpful. Or um, I just saw a video recently where someone's like, hey, can you you know, check my form as I'm going through. People will love to do that. Like people love helping out one another in those gyms. So if you're confident enough and you're not sure on an exercise, go grab the biggest meathead in, in, in the gym and be like, Hey man, you look fucking awesome. Can you show me how to do this? And they'd be like, and I guarantee you that person's going to be the kindest, most amazing person that you've ever met in your life saying, this is how you do it. And they'll, they'll spend some time with you because they have that experience, right? It's all about experience. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I think, you know, recognizing that, that people have been through that and it's not a case of the big dudes in the gym have always been like that. So they have, you know, they have been through that process. They have had to have their first day in the gym, whether they like it or not, whether they like it or not. So, you know, they've been through that same sort of thing. And, and the way that I would sort of put it is, you know, a lot of people are insecure about going to the gym, but they need to recognize that every single person that's in the gym is there because of either insecurities. And it doesn't mean that you could look at a person and think, oh, you know, fuck, he looks great. It doesn't mean that he still doesn't have insecurities. They're maybe not the same as yours, but he is still there for a reason of some sort of insecurity about them as a person. So yeah. if you can sort of remember that and sort of break down the barriers of it. And it's like you said, you know, well, for me, it's almost the thought of it is worse. And I, I've heard this a lot. It's like, you know, the, the hardest bit is actually getting through the door. The hardest bit of going to the gym is actually getting through the door. And it's just yep. the thought and the stories that you tell yourself about how bad it is. And that's not necessarily just related to the gym. It's in anything that's new or there will be friction or it's you out of your comfort zone or starting a new job or having an interview or doing a fucking podcast, yeah. whatever it is, it's that sort of like 
it's actually funny because I, I tweeted today our first episode and I was like, I remember like coming on, I was like freaking out. I was like, I've never done a fucking podcast before. We might want to consider like redoing that because you know, you always got to apologize for the audio. We might just want to just redo yeah. it and be like, hey, yeah. this is our first podcast. Uh, JK. JK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dude, that's a, that's a first anniversary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all those things, it's just, you know, over time, it's like now we just click in and we press record and we just see what happens. Like, and it's, it's the thought of, oh, I'm on video. I'm talking, people are like, no one gets, it's just, I'm just having a conversation as I would have a conversation with you anyway. Like this is generally what we talk about. We talk about. The way, that, the way we talk, believe it or not. Except leg days, it's, it's me just complaining the entire time. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the thing about it is, you know, if you can get in the first time, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. The second time will be a bit easier. The third time will be easier again. It will just become easier and easier and easier. And I think that that's the most important thing to remember. Yep. While we're on the topic of the first episode, I would like to sort of recognize and thank everybody actually. We just crossed 50,000. We're actually on like 53,000 something, but we're that's at awesome. 50,000 50, total listens, which is cool. Like that's a that's lot. Awesome. That's a lot of people, people spending listening. a lot of time listening yeah. to us. So thank you all very much. And uh, I know you're all here for Ben and not me. So it's, it's good. So but, uh, <laughs> but thanks for, thanks for, you know, carrying me along here. <laughs> thank you for carrying me. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was cool, man. It's the one to hit. Um, and hopefully we'll get to 100,000 sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that brings us into... Uh, the topic that I wanted to talk about today, because not a um, slick transition, like you're not related. To it was not, it's not related at all. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like a cold transition into something different. Um, but you know, the, the biggest, I was talking to, to somebody today and, and, um, they had mentioned that they hit a plateau and, and, and so we, we've talked, we actually talked about this thing last podcast around, uh, it was it last podcast, the podcast before they all kind of blend together, but, um, around the, the calories that you were eating when, let's just say you were 200 pounds. It's probably not going to be the same calories you need to eat if you're 180 pounds and still want to continue to lose weight. Um, those that calories change. We talked about that. Sort of. Yeah. So those those calories change over time because you know as whether it's muscle or fat, the bigger you are, the more calories you burn. Um, and so the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. The more fat you have, the more calories you burn. So if you're 250, you're gonna you know in order to lose weight, the calorie deficit you need to be in is much smaller than what that would need to be if you're in 200. So let's just say you know if you're 250 pounds and you want to lose weight and you go down to 2,300 calories a day, that may be sustainable for a few months, but eventually you're going to have to drop down to 2,000, 1,900, 1,800 as you start to lose more and more weight. But um, when I was talking to this individual, uh, he's like, okay, that makes sense. You know, that's great. Um, you know, makes a total lot of sense. He's like, but I got to tell you, I'm loving this journey because I can recognize the progress that I'm making. Um, both in my photos of what I look like before and after, but also, you know, the amount of weight that I can lift, um, how I feel about myself. And so this podcast is really dedicated to how do you stay motivated? And that's through progress. And progress is an extremely important aspect of wanting to better ourselves. And I do want to take a caveat and say, not everybody's desired progress is what I want or what Ben wants, or what anybody else wants. That progress and, and what your ultimate desire goal is, is yours. And, that, and we've talked about this before, that can change over time, and it most certainly should change over time as you continue to make that progress. It shouldn't be a fine line in the sand saying, once I hit this weight, I'm good, right? We should always want to continuously progress and motivate ourselves to stay motivated. And you know, I just want to be perfectly clear with, with all of our listeners too, you know, listen, you know, if, if you're overweight and you're comfortable with that and, and that that's, that's you and that's fine. That's great. You know, if you're good where you're at, fantastic. 
If you want to lose weight, fantastic. If you want to gain weight, fantastic. We all are in different parts of our lives and experiences and your own internal PR, your own internal progress and what you want to look like, what you want to feel like is your own. You own that, right? And so today's podcast is really dedicated to how do you stay motivated through progress? And what does that mean? And how can we track progress in different ways when the progress is extremely slow? Whether that's building muscle, muscle takes freaking forever. I'm never satisfied with the amount of muscle I have and how fast I'm growing muscle. Um, you know, and, you know, or is it, you know, dropping the pounds on the scale? Is it measurements? Is it what you look like physique wise? Um, is it, you know, hitting new PRs from resistance training? What does that look like from a, a workout intensity perspective? And how do we continue to build on that and get ourselves better? So today's podcast is really dedicated on progress as your main motivation factor for what you want to accomplish. Now, again, we can have this picture in our head of what we want to look like. We can have in six months, I want to be at this weight. We can have all of these goals. And I think goals are very different than motivation. Motivation comes from within. Now, we've also talked about the podcast that a lot of these routines and habits take time to develop and for your body to recognize as them being normal. So you have to do them over and over and over again. If you hear any bodybuilder, any powerlifter, any runner, anybody that's done anything uh, you know, successful in their lives continuously, they'll tell you that the key to their success is one thing, repetition. The ability to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and over again. Those are all things that allow you to be successful um, in this journey to make that progress. And it doesn't mean that we're, we're going to have days where we don't do something. Okay, cool. It's one day out of a grand scheme of 50, 100, 200. You know, that's fine. But we have to always focus on that repetition and that progress to help us stay motivated. Yeah, and I think for me, the best thing that I see on a client journey, and I'm just going to talk about this because it's stuff that I see day in, day out, is whenever they start to recognize the benefits of having the data. So it can be anything from how they feel, how their progress in terms of their rest and heart rate, their heart referability, their sleep's getting better, their mood's getting better, their energy level's getting better, their weight, their waist coming down, their photos are getting better, they're getting stronger. There's so many data markers that we track. Number one, because I'm a data guy. Number two, because you guys are data guys. And number three, having that sort of broad spectrum of things to look at means that if necessarily your weight doesn't come down, if that's the goal or whatever, we can look at other things and go, okay, first of all, why did that happen or why did that not happen? And then secondly, what other things did we progress in? So it's not necessarily just about looking at the scale or the measurements or whatever. On a very basic level, regardless of what your goal is, I would say the, the things that you need to track and manage from a progress perspective are your weight. Yes, because it's a good, it's not the best, but it is a good marker as to what's going on. Yeah. Your measurements, whether that is the sort of spectrum that we use or whether you're just checking your waist and your hip and progress photos. That would be your sort of physical markers. Another one would be your progress in terms of the gym and your training and whether that is weight resistance training in terms of your lifts and are you getting stronger or if it's endurance or speed or whatever your thing is, are you getting faster? Are you getting better? Having the data is, I mean, I don't know how you would 
monitor progress without it because with all the will in the world i can go to the gym today and be like oh last week i think i did 10 reps at 100 kilos but i don't really know having it in front of you and actually becoming invested in your logbook and going okay right last week i got 10 reps at 100 kilos if i die i die but i have to get <laughs> no, I have reps here at 100 kilos and it is becoming so invested in yeah. not to that extent joke but it is becoming so invested in your logbook. is it a joke you know, though exactly. it, it, it is it is a joke you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, becoming so invested in your logbook. And actually one thing I'll, I'll touch on while it's in my head, and I did a, a video on this for Twitter last week because I was having a conversation again with a client, is the the shift in mindset that you need to have when you move from a fat loss phase to a muscle building phase. And it's something that you touched on that muscle building takes time. And it's a fucking pain in the ass. It is. But I often find, and not for everybody, but for the majority of people on the way down, Progress happens a lot quicker, whether it's weight or the change in your photos or the change in your measurements, it happens a lot quicker. So it's easier to stay quote unquote motivated or on the ball because you can see change and that progress becomes addictive, which is fine. But if you transition from that sort of fat loss phase where you've made really good progress over the past eight, 10, 12, six months, whatever it is, then you move into muscle building phase and all of a sudden everything slows down. And it's like, oh, you know, my weight has gone up not point one of a pound this week. And I'm like, fucking right. Like it's gone in the right direction. I'm happy. But it's much harder to just look at those data points in terms of your weight, your photos and your measurements, because they're not changing as quickly as they did on the way down. Yeah. So my... Especially my calves. Yeah, fuck. I mean, actually, (laughs) funny story about calves. So I was chatting to Luke back and forward yesterday um, in the client group. And it was off the back of the the training video that I did on the check-in. And I, I was putting in random numbers as I was going through it because I wasn't thinking, I was just putting numbers in. I was like, yeah. oh, calf's probably like 20 centimeters. Did not think anything of it. Obviously, that is ridiculous. And I was like, yeah. oh, they're, they're probably in and around that. And he goes, I've just measured mine. They're 36. So I got my tape out and I measured. I was like, 37? I was like, somebody has smaller calves than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so delighted. So delighted yes, found your smaller calves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry if you're listening, but I had to tell that story. Anyway. No, listen, uh, for, I, just, I just want to caveat that calves for tall people, I've been researching this, are extremely that's difficult. Yes, yes, that's yes, what he yes. said. I'm tall. That's why it always pisses me off when you got the guys that like have never worked out in their entire lives. Like, oh, I got bigger calves. I'm like, that's because you're 5'1", and your calf muscle is literally your entire leg. Like, I, I got nothing there, man. Like, mine stretches the entire thing. Like, you know. Yeah, anyways. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, F and calves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... My mindset shift in terms of fat loss to muscle building. And this is, I would go from, not that I would ever step away from the logbook, but go from being sort of tied into the data in terms of weight measurements and photos on the way down in the fat loss phase, which I'm in at the minute. And you're talking about how your calories have to work. My calories are literally at 1900. Dude, Can we I, please take a minute? So you're, like, you're, a thou- you're 1100 calories, Yeah. right? No, no, no. You're 1500 calories. Uh, a thousand less, less on your non-training day and 1500 yes. on your training day. Yes. Like, can we take a minute? To, like, can somebody That's... give me a break here? Like, it's... anyway, <laughs> you should so... hire Ben as your trainer. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually send myself an email. Hi, yeah. um, so yeah, my shift in terms of, of mindset and what I look at and how I manage progress on the way up is I become a lot more invested in my logbook and progressing in terms of lifts because you're now in a different position when you start to push calories up that you have more fuel, you have more energy. So you should see the numbers in your logbook go up quicker whenever you're starting to move in the muscle building phase because you have more calories. So the metrics in terms of measurements, photos, and weight will slow down 
but the measurements in terms of or the progress that you'll manage in terms of your logbook will speed up or should speed up. And I become I become yeah. more invested in that and getting stronger in there. What's interesting about uh, the past, I would say, a month and a half for me, you know, we had gone through a cutting phase where, you know, I dropped calories quite a bit and I dropped, I dropped weight uh, as anticipated. And then, you know, we started uh, pushing calories again, you know, for, for the muscle building side of the house. And um, it's interesting. I, I'm at what, 3,300 calories a day on training days. And my weight is basically staying pretty consistent. 3,400. 3,400. Right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I should know that. I, have, I see like what I do is like when you, when you tell me, I enter it right there in my fitness pal and then I don't pay attention to it. I just look at, at the calories that I'm, I'm kind of, you know, going, you in. just know so how many you have left. I just know how many I have left at, at a given day. So I always forget the number, <laughs> but, um, but it's interesting because my weight is basically staying relatively the same, but if you look at um, my, and, and this is why data is so important and the scale isn't necessarily accurate, um, is if you look at my progress photos, I'm definitely leaner. I can see my abs more. My measurements are much better. So I have larger measurements in the areas that I need to and smaller measurements um, in, you know, the waist and hip areas of where you typically store your fat. So those additional measurements show me that, hey, while I'm not gaining weight, which I, which is what I want to do, I want to gain muscle mass. And by the way, on average, without anything like steroids or things like that, you typically will gain 0.5 to 2 pounds a month um, on muscle mass if you're training hard, okay? So 0.5 to 2 pounds a month. And that's not a lot. That's no. not a lot if you think, If you think about that the opposite way around, you know, if you take the average that you can lose up to 2 pounds a week in terms of fat loss, you know, that could be 8 to 10 pounds, potentially more. So yeah. the difference in terms of like, and we'll take extremes here just to prove a point, you know, not 0.5 of a pound gaining muscle in a month to like 12 pounds fat loss. So you can see why you need a shift in mindset there whenever you change phases, because it's like night and day difference in terms of like how fast you can do things. And, and the overall average for muscle gain per year for individuals, again, without uh, enhanced drugs and things like that is uh, eight to 15 pounds per year is a general good estimate for people. But that so, would be again, like that, that would be again, if you spend that entire year in a yeah. surplus, it's not like that's not going through different phases. So that, you know, is insane. Like whenever you think about like how much work over a year goes yeah. into that. To get 15 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like it's crazy mm -hmm. how slow that progress but is. But the so, flip side of that as well is you with 15 pounds more muscle is not like, that's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it is a huge difference. So you need That's why I can't wait to see like myself in a year. So we're building this off for another year. I cannot wait to yeah. see where yeah. I'm at in yeah. a year. I already feel great. And uh, I got a comment yesterday. Uh, we're looking at doing some charity work for, for one of the local school districts here. And the guy's like, dude, you look like you could break through all, you know, 10 walls of steel. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. You can say I that. Can't, I, can't, I, can't. I can't actually. I just, I just did that. That's my workout. Um, but the thing that I want to yeah, touch on, sorry, before you go to this, is it's just exactly what you're saying there about what's going on with you. And if we talk about body recomposition, so your weight sort of staying the same, you are getting stronger, so you're building muscle. Your measurements Good. that we want to go up, your measurements that they want to go up are going up and the measurements that we want to go down where you usually store fat source are coming down. Yeah. So generally when people talk about recomposition, it's when you build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. Yeah. But if you sort of delve a bit deeper into that and look at the layers on it, if you're building muscle and your body fat staying the same, technically in terms of a ratio, your body composition is changed. Mm -hmm. The same is if you're building, if you're losing fat and your muscle staying the same, 
your body composition is changing. So recomposition can be more than doing both of them together. So if you think about if I start a recomposition phase at 15% body fat and finish at 15% body fat, but I've built muscle, yeah, I have done body recomposition because the composition yeah. is different. So it's looking at it a bit like that's what's going on. That's what I feel like is going on with us at the minute. And that's why, like, I, I you know, we, we've had on this a lot in other podcasts, but I, I also want to hit, like, you know, when, when people are like, hey, I want to look jacked, well, it takes years to build that muscle, right, to, to get to that type of, of big feeling that's out there. So, you know, you have to recognize that, listen, if you got your nutrition down pat and you're, you're confident in yourself, push yourself a little bit, you know, more than, than you typically would um, on the calorie side to build more muscle as you go along to maximize that effort, obviously hitting your protein goal intake and everything else. Um, you know, then that, that, I think that was my biggest thing to realize during this whole process is that it wasn't about being, I think the first thing I told you is, you know, like I want to get lean, right. You know, and that's the first thing I said, and then it turned into like, we got lean and I'm like, well, but I don't have big muscles. And you're like, yeah. Cause you're lean and that's, you don't have muscles yet. You know, like you haven't done any like major like lifting. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So now, you know, we're, we're growing and we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, and I'm not happy enough where I'm at and I want to keep growing and. You know, and, and that's the thing, like you look at some of these guys that, you know, it, it's it's so impressive uh, when you look at their muscle size. And, and granted, I mean, a lot of them are probably using steroids and things like that, but that still doesn't negate the fact that they're there every single day at the gym lifting. And they've been doing it for five, 10 years longer to be able to put on that type of muscle mass is just really impressive. I look at back as an example, like guys that have this exploding back, back is really effing hard to blow out. Like, I mean, it is a tough one to start to see the ripple effect of muscles in your back. It's insane. And these guys have these like crazy ass muscles in their back. I'm like, that is 10 years of work, you know, and then that's, that's impressive. So, you know, this, you have to recognize that, you know, while this is a long journey, you shouldn't be discouraged about the progress that you're making. As long as you're tracking progress, as Ben had mentioned, the data I think is really important but the progress photos, the weight, the measurements, you know, things that you can you can rely upon to say, I'm moving in that direction and it's gonna take me time to get there, but I'm gonna get there, right? I'm gonna get to a spot to where I'm happy. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm gonna get to a spot where I look jacked as hell and then I wanna get more jacked as hell, right? You know, so, you know, it's it's one of those things that you're gonna continuously improve and make yourself better every day. Yeah, and you know, the, the progress photo one for me is, is something I'm so glad that I have so many of because not only can I see progress from whenever I first started and put up those hilarious photos of me whenever I was like super skinny, but I can see the entire journey and not necessarily just to see the progress, but even like to be able to compare, okay, you know, I, you know, say for example, I do this phase and I get down to, I'm going to talk in kilos cause it's in my head. If I get down to 95 kilos, I will have a photo of me from two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was at 95 kilos. And I can then look at the two photos side by side and go, okay, yeah, I'm the same weight here but I'm entirely different body composition. And I talk to you about this a lot. It's like, okay, yes, we're 240 pounds now. Yes, you have been 240 pounds before, but you sure as fuck didn't look like you did, like you do now. So it's yeah. having those comparisons to know, yeah. number one, that weight's not the be all and end all and knowing this is how much I was able to progress. And just to sort of touch on, I obviously posted that um, before and after picture and a bit of a rant about how the fitness industry's bullshit and sort of before and after photos. But that was, a good, that was a good post, by the way. And it's, it's interesting Thanks. too, because you mentioned kind of your weaknesses of, of yeah. what you had and, and how you switched from one weakness to another weakness, essentially, but yeah. until you kind of found your way, right? Yeah, it was an escape. Um, yeah. it, I mean, the escapes just change form, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll actually, I'll write it up. I thought about this today. I'll write it up properly and we can put it up as a blog post on the, yeah. on the website. 
I'll yeah. do that this course weekend. But a guy messaged me and he was like, what did you do here for chest and arms? And I'm like, it's like five years between these two photos. Like, what? Like, how did I answer that question? I was like, <laughs> trained them, like volume, like, what? like at lots of calories, did lots of bicep curls, did lots of push-ups, did like, people just think that you just do this one thing. And that's that. I'm like, it's hard fucking work. And I think, I think it, it was maybe Bill Gates was the quote. It's like people overestimate how much they can do in a year and underestimate how much they can do in 10 years. And like, yeah. that's, it's putting the fucking work in. And I talk to Matt about this all the time because Matt is jacked and shredded all the time. And people are like, how does he do it? I'm like, he's trained for 20 years. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. if you want to get a fucking time machine and go back 20 years and start training, that's right. the secret. The right. secret is start training 20 years ago. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. That, that's the whole thing. It's repetition and time is, is yeah. all you need for this to be successful. So keep doing it every day that you can and keep having fun with it and make it, you know, part of your habits and routines. Like we talk about all the time, those will make that, that a, a thing. Like I would always, you know, um, the thing that always pisses me off too, it's like, you know, you, you look at uh, somebody and they're like, oh, you know, are you on TRT? I'm like, yeah, I'm on TRT. Oh, okay, never mind. You're not a natty. I'm like, who, who gives a fuck? Like, I'm, I'm at the gym five days a week busting my living ass off to grow as much muscle as I possibly can. And by the way, I, you know, I'm diagnosed with low testosterone. You know, for my, for my age, I'm in the not even normal categorization, not even low categorization. I'm below low. So I have issues with producing testosterone. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on TRT to be a normal man, uh, you know, from a hormone perspective and balance our levels out, just like we would balance out vitamin D and vitamin C and vitamin A and vitamin, you know, all these different vitamins in our bodies that we need to keep ourselves healthy and enact our DNA, you know, repair structures and everything else that goes along with that. So, you know, um, it, 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 you know, and even folks that are, are doing the, the steroid front, like people are like, well, Hey, you're on steroids. I'm like, well, not me, but like, you know, it's another person like, well, yeah, but that, that person is still busting his ass for 10 years to get to that point. That's, that's miraculous. And are they taking shortcuts to that could potentially impact their health? Yeah, they are. But at the end of the day, they're still hitting that gym every single day. So I don't discount them. I'm like, Oh, he's on steroids. You know, like you see a guy that's, you know, that one dude we saw at the gym, that was my height, he was and he was, the, he was the biggest fucking guy I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, his arms were fucking huge. I mean, they, they must have been, I mean, they were like, the biceps were like this far around if you're looking at it. I mean, it was like a basketball. huge. It was like a basketball, obviously on, on steroids. But, you know, at the end of the day, that guy is in the gym busting his ass all the time. Like, I think it's people think working. you just take steroids and wake yeah. up. Jack the next day, like it doesn't happen like that. And that's that's I why think, when I get the comment, you know, like, um, you know, like I'll be like, you know, like, like I'll show like a before and after picture, and somebody be like, oh sweet, what's your workout routine? You know, like what's your lifting routine? I'm like, well, it's not just a lifting routine. It's sleep. It's eating. Yeah. It's walking. It's cardio. It's lifting. It's living this lifestyle. Like it's not just about lifting. It's not just about. It's the whole thing that comes together, right? And time yeah. and resistance and repetition. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, we've now, you and I've been doing this for two years. Like it's, you know, there's no secret except putting the time in and putting the reps in and actually living the lifestyle and committing to doing the things that you said that you were going to do. And I think that the thing for me around that conversation is, okay. So if you were a competitive athlete, you're a professional boxer, where it's banned in the sport to do steroids, then yes, fair enough. I'm okay with people have criticizing people who do it to have an advantage over other people. 
But if you're only doing it to get yourself back up to a normal or optimal level to then progress in the gym and improve the quality of your life, improve your sleep, improve everything about your life, then I don't really think it should be it should be a massive issue. And then even thinking about those bodybuilders, like that's their sport, that's their thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not as if they're doing it to take a shortcut. What 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 generally happens is they take their body to the limit naturally and then to get them to that next level they need to take that or whatever it is and you know that's that's what they need to do for that sport and does it go a bit too far sometimes in the size of some of the dudes absolutely like that is not for me but i still fucking respect the work that goes into it because that is not something although i love training and although i love seeing progress in terms of my physique i do not want to look like a bodybuilder like that is yeah. not my goal but i respect the work that goes into it yeah, absolutely. Those guys are, are nuts and insane. The amount of muscle, my gosh, it's it's crazy. Um, and I, you know, I think again, I have no issue with anybody doing what they want to for their body to you know for themselves or what they want to accomplish. I mean, it's if they're doing it safely, that's that's on them. Uh, it's their own choice and their own right to do that. And um, and so it's but it's interesting that and and this brings me into the the topic of progress and staying motivated. You know, uh, I always. When, when I first started off doing lifting, I always had this like, like little person in the back of my head saying, you're not lifting hard enough. Am I doing this right? You know, if I'm not doing this right, am I not going to gain muscle? Am I going to stay the same? And I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before where my biggest fear is being that guy in the gym that looks like that guy in the gym from the year before, uh, you know, and haven't made any progress whatsoever. Right. And, and that would defeat me. Um, you know, if, if I wasn't making progress, if I wasn't pushing myself harder every single time and don't get me wrong, there are total shit days, you know, where I just don't feel good or I don't feel the, the weight or my back is sore or whatever. Um, and I'm not able to push myself to the limit, but you know, I try to have better days than not and push myself as hard as I can so that I can reap the benefits of the reward for putting my body under that stress and dress to, to, to get those increases going. So, you know, the, the one thing I, um, want to pose as a question is, how do you know that you're lifting hard enough in your workouts? How do you know you're pushing yourself via cardio uh, to get the increases that you want? Now, I'll, I'll pose it to you first, Ben. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> I want to have them answered immediately. That's a good movie. I think so, it's Kindergarten Cop, right? <laughs> so there's a, a way that I want to sort of approach this, and it's maybe not the answer that you need specifically. But as I mentioned in the podcast last week, and I've spoken to quite a few people about it this week is I've been doing a lot of, of things myself to try and like reprogram how I talk to myself, if that makes sense. So one of the things will be the snack cupboard, tell myself no in terms of snacks, and then actually not having snacks or I'm gonna go get some snacks yeah. right back. Yeah, have fun. Um, I don't have any room for snacks for <laughs> calories every time. Yeah. Um, or the other thing would be is my phone. So like my phone will generally sit around here and I, you know, generally out of habit, I'll pick it up after I do a check in and check it. So I've been, I've been programmed myself to say no to things and actually following through. And what that's doing is, is almost like rewriting the narrative that I know about myself. So I'm the person that, that does the things that I say I'm going to do, or doesn't do the things that I say I'm not yeah. going to do. And how I find that that's translated to the gym is. I was training push obviously on Saturday and I can't remember the, the weights off the top of my head. They said it was like, I had to get eight reps at 50 kilo dumbbells. It's crazy. I did like 51, dumbbells. 10 reps, but yeah, yeah it's good. Well, if you listen to the story, <laughs> so I was like, I know I need to get eight. So that's, you know, there were seven the week before I knew I need to get eight to progress. I, mean, I did 15, I did 15. Yes. I mean. <laughs> okay. So 
I could have got to eight and that's progress. You know, that's one rep up, that's progress, that's fine. It started to get hard about seven. Eight was obviously hard and I was like, I could just stop now. But I knew that I had more. So I almost yeah. tell, I was telling myself not to stop and I got two more. Now, were they a bit shaky? Yes. Did I almost get a dumbbell to the face? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I got the reps done and then I got to ten. So those conversations, those that sort of internal dialogue that you have with yourself is important. And another one is when I was doing my 20 minutes cardio yesterday is... And, but, I, and complained I, about I, it, by the way. Yeah, I fucking hate cardio, right? <laughs> Whatever. But the 20 minutes of cardio, obviously it's just me upstairs on the bike. Nobody knows. Could I have got off 15 minutes and be like, yeah, whatever, 20 minutes. Absolutely. But again, that rewrites the story and the narrative that I tell myself as in the person that quits and doesn't do the things that I say to do. So I have to see it through to the 20 minutes. Even small things, like if I go for a walk, there's a bin that I walk to and turn around. Sometimes I'll see the bin and be like, I'm close enough to the bin. But now I'm like, I have to walk to the bin because I told myself I'd walk to the bin. So all these things I'm doing to sort of rewire myself on how I think translate into everything that I'm doing. So whether it's coaching, check-ins, calls, training, nutrition, whatever it is, it's sort of dialing things in to 100%. So in answer to your question in terms of like, how do you know if you're training hard enough is you should be training safely to failure. Yes. If your goal is, is muscle building or even fat loss and you want to progress in terms of strength, you should be training to failure if it's safe. So, you know, don't be putting ridiculous weight in the bar and doing squats until failure that's not what i'm saying if you're in a machine and it's safe and you can push it that there's going to be no issues train the failure all day long and you should be pushing it should be hard you should be sore the next day you should be sweating it's not just a case of finishing on a number because your logwood says it you should be able to push past beyond that and have those sort of conversations with yourself as to like i know i can do more so that would be my recommendation in terms of training and what that looks like and the same with cardio it's like yes it will be hard but your body's telling you it's hard because it's trying to protect you. Your yep. mind's like, look, well, I'm not, I'm not really up for this. Like, I need to stop doing this because it's uncomfortable yeah. and it's a, it's almost like it's a threat. But if you can sort of reprogram yourself to be like, no, I can push past this, then you can get so much more from every single workout. And I think you know we've touched on this before: is time is everybody's most valuable asset. If you're going to yep. spend the time going and doing a fucking hour in the gym, you may as well fill asset. There's no point in going on half asset. So make sure you're pushing yourself to the limit as safely as much as possible. Yeah, and when Ben's talking about two failure, you know, with, with safety, it's it's the point to where it's like how many photos have you sent me of the bar on the safety <laughs> racks when you're doing bench? It's like number one, yes, that's absolutely the failure, and number two, like, yeah. fuck, they are there. I was so close. I'm like, uh, I got it, I got it, I got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, that's that's the failure, right? And and you know, we've talked about rep ranges and the difference between. Um, slow twitch and fast twitch fibers in your muscles and what grows your muscle like size wise versus strength. So endure, think of, think of it more as endurance versus power. Um, and, uh, you know, your, your lower rep ranges in the three to five range, let's just say your max is five at a very heavy weight, right? And you're just struggling with that five again, doing it safely. You're hitting your strength muscles at that point in time. Um, and you want to do it to failure to where you can't lift another one up, right? So if you hit five, I'm struggling to get that five up, but I can barely do it. If I'm doing a deadlift, I'm, I'm rocking, you know, like I'm, I'm up here. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to die. And I, not really, but you know, you go down. But uh, uh, so that's, that's what we're talking about to failure. Now, you know, the way that I like uh, tackling my training programs is, and like what Ben has programmed in, into to my training is that I do my heavy compound movements for strength first. And then I attack my muscle as much as possible to failure. So usually in the, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 rep range, 
uh, or eight to, to ten to fifteen to twenty rep range. It doesn't matter what the number is. It just it's just around getting as as much volume in as possible to fatigue that muscle to where it's like I'm fucking tired, guys. I can't do anything anymore. Like please stop lifting. You know you're doing a bicep curl and you're like ah and you're, you're right here and you can't get it up and your arms are shaking. You're just you know like that's that's the failure, right? That's like I got nothing. And you know what I'll do then? So let's just say I got twenty on each hand. You know, 20, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be insane weights. Like I'll tell you, I get an awesome pump when I do lower weights, higher, higher volume uh, on, 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 on weights, especially like on bicep curls. And let's just say I hit failure, um, you know, at 20 pounds. Okay. And I do, you know, this is, this is the end of my workout. I'm doing 10 of them. I get, get to 10 and I can't get all the way up. What I'll usually do then is I'll drop at 10 pounds and I'll hit it again just for that little extra burn in my muscle. So I'm like, listen, muscle, I'm not letting you off that easy. You can hit 10 more pounds you know, with this, and I might only get like five of those, then I'll drop it down to five pounds and I'll just hit it again, you know, and it's just, and about you're, the dude, you're the dude struggling with five pound dumbbells. Like, like literally like, oh, I get kicked out of Planet Fitness for the five pound dumbbells. So, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's, it's that type of fatigue that we're talking about, um, that will maximize your ability to grow your muscles and allow you to track your progress much more effectively because, you know, if you hit your strength muscles, you should go up in strength, right? Uh, so your, your, slow, uh, your fast twitch fibers. If you hit your, your slow twitch fibers um, muscle groups, you're going to be, um, you know, growing your muscle size and your endurance for how long you can, can do those. So, like, you know, you'll, you'll see that progress happen and you'll see your numbers start to increase as time goes along. Um, and, and that's the difference between... Uh, making progress or staying at the same weight every single time you go into the gym, doing the exact same workout and being the exact same next year, you have to push yourself, uh, you know, to a limit to where your muscles are saying, listen, I, I, I can't handle. And, and by the way, this is all science. It's, you know, if your muscle is overloaded and fatigued, it says to your body, I need to be stronger. I need to build muscle to be stronger because what, that what my brain is doing, what I have to do from a daily perspective is not good enough. I have to be stronger. Right. And that's how our bodies react. They react to our environment. So, you know, if, if, you know, a hundred thousand years ago, we're lifting boulders to, you know, build a house or something else and I can't do it. Well, my body has to adapt because that's survival, right? I, you know, for my tribe, for the people that I'm with, for the uh, protection of, of the elements, for the protection of my family, I have to grow these muscles in order to be able to do this much more efficiently. And when I don't use those, guess what happens? Your body says, well, shit, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to start to dwindle down because I don't need to do this. So that's why the repetition is really important. And that's why pushing yourself harder than what you normally could do just on a normal basis. So as Ben had mentioned, if he did eight, well, if he just stayed with eight the entire time, he'd never have progress because he's not putting his body in what we call a progressive overload. You're not overloading your muscles to where they're shrinking them uh, to where they're, they're completely exhausted to where they say, Hey, I need more guys, you know, guys and gals, I need to build more muscle here. Please send me some muscle. And then your body activates mTOR and starts to create the muscle hypertrophy aspects of your body. You start to get more muscle, both, you know, uh, uh, slow and, and, and fast switch fibers. So, you know, it's, it's that, that process of, of pushing yourself, um, that makes a difference. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it comes back to what you're saying about, you don't want to be the guy that, is in the gym and you look like the same guy that you were a year ago. I'm not, you know, I have seen that. My biggest nightmare. It's, it's yeah, same, but it's, it's not my, it's not my place to comment on, you know, people in the gym and whatever, but 
you see those same guys and they are doing the same workouts and they are doing the same weight. And it comes back to the nothing changes if nothing changes. If if you're just going to go in and do the same thing, while it is great that you're going and you're moving and you're going to the gym and you're doing something, like that's great. Hats off to you. You know, you're doing more than a lot of people are doing. But it comes back to then again the doing it with your full ass and making sure you're progressing. And the thing for me is you know, your body's capable of a lot more than you give it credit for. And it's capable of a lot more than you actually think it is. Um, and I think, you know, being able to sort of really push things and really progress things in terms of what you're saying. Like for me, sometimes I'll come back and I'm like, shit, I really pushed it in that last session. Like I got three or four more reps. And yeah. you know, I was like, I have to do that again. Like I have to beat that again, which is scary sometimes. Again, and you open your logbook and Helmy talks about this quite a lot. He says like, you should be frightened. <laughs> I know this is an extreme and I'll not take this, you know, please do not take this everybody that you need to be this person. But you know, how like, I'm always a little bit frightened sometimes whenever I go into my working sets, cause you're pushing boundaries to places that you've never been before. But all of that comes back to then, you know, if you're pushing your body to a place that's never been before, then it has to adapt. So what you're doing whenever you're training is you're, you're putting a new stimulus and a new stress on your body for it to respond. And that's how you build muscle and that's how you grow. Now, us saying that you need to train the failure obviously isn't for everybody, but if you want to get the most from what you're doing in terms of building muscle and you want to get the most from you doing your sessions, then you should definitely be looking at pushing close to failure as long as it's safe. As long as it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the biggest tip of all this, you know, again, just emphasizing kind of wrap things up here. Um, progress is, is owned by us, right? And we control that progress. Now, there are certain limitations, you know, we're not going to gain, you know, 50 pounds of muscle mass in a week. Um, but you know, within our own genetic limitations, we control the progress and that progress that we track allows us to stay motivated saying that we're still making progress, whether that's losing weight on the scale, looking better, you know, physique wise, having better mental clarity and energy throughout the day to do your day to day, the ability to hit a PR. Like I get super effing excited when I get a PR. Like I, the first thing I do is go text Ben. Like, ben, you got a PR. It's like awesome, man. And, and, and then I'll just reply with some sarcastic comment about how I just done one more rep of that exact same. Thing. Well, it's like, funny because like, what a way to bring you up. Because ben, ben was, you know, but, but what I'll say, uh, what I'll say about that though is, you know, at the end of the day, though, you know, we have that little bit of a competition because we're pushing ourselves and having fun with it. But you know, what what did I what what was the first thing you sent back to me when I beat your record on the leg presses for? You know, I think you did 1080 by eight and I did 1090 by 10. And what, what did you me? say back to me? Was it me about the Cheetos? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 about, no, about a really good job. Like said really good job. Like, that was really the first response back. Yeah, really yeah, awesome yeah. set. Right. And that's what yeah. it's all about. It's about, you know, that camaraderie of, of uplifting yourself and, and hitting something that you haven't hit before and hitting a new PR, something that you didn't think you could do before. Something that, you know, is, is that's exciting to me, right? Cause it's progress. I know that I have more muscle than I did last week because I'm able to hit something new that I've never done before. And that progress is what should motivate you to continue to move forward. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I was on a, um, like a, a discovery call with a potential client a couple of weeks ago and towards the end of it, she turned around and she says, like, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. And she said, why do you do what you do? And I've always sort of said this, like being able to help someone reach a potential or do a thing that they never thought they were able to do before is one of the most, if not the most rewarding thing. So like you come in and, and we're talking about PRs, you know, if we're, if we're just talking about that, you're literally doing things that 
you have never done before. Like you're pushing weight that you have never pushed before. You're stronger than you have ever been. Like you're now at a place that everything that you're doing, if we're PR on week on week, you're literally in a position that your your body is doing things that it has never done before and potentially things that you never thought that you could do, you know, two, even two, three, four, five years ago, whatever. So the biggest thing for me is is sort of giving people, number one, the belief in themselves, but number two, showing them how they can actually get there to progress to a place to achieve things, whether it's in the gym, outside the gym. You know, I remember having a client, Denise, on the gym floor and she she's a hairdresser and the total is the total tangent. And she was like, I think I want to start with a salon. I was like, fucking do it. Like, I'm the quit your yeah. job, go live your dreams kind of thing. And she came in, she was like, I did it. And like, even stuff like that, it's not necessarily related to how strong she is, but it's the confidence that she then had in herself yeah. to go and just go and fuck it. I'm going to go and do these things. So the biggest thing for me is, and not just me as a coach, but the thing that, that the training and the gym can give you is being able to take yourself to places that you never thought that you could yes. be able to do things that you never thought you could do before. Yep. Totally agree. Well, I think that's a wrap. That was a great podcast. And, you know, I will say we had a lot of topics here on gym etiquette, but obviously, you know, feeling comfortable in the gym, tracking your progress, but it all comes down to progress to equate to your motivation, right? And that comes through repetition. That comes from, you know, your ability to stay consistent. Yes, you're going to have shit days that you fuck up and eat pizza or whatever. Apologies, uh, you know, Mrs. Canning for the language. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you really – have to focus on bouncing back and not allowing that to define who you are. We all have bad days. We overeat. We do whatever. We go out and have more beers than we should have. That happens, but don't make that a habit. Get back on the wagon. Hit it again. Repetition again. You know, making those gains, hitting those PRs. All that stuff is going to be build your success, and you will have success guaranteed if you do that. Absolutely. If you're hitting PRs, tweet us. Put it in the Discord. Good. Let us know. <laughs> I'll, I'll not make fun of anybody else or I'll not, I'll not poke fun at me being stronger, only Dave, but if you're doing it, we'll support you. We'll share it. It's good to see everybody making yes. progress and, and just, it's good. One of the best things is, is how for me within the discord and within the Twitter is, is how much support there is from not just you and I, from, from people who are total yeah. strangers who don't know each other and they just want to see other people do well and are good. So hit us up on Twitter, hashtag we hack health at we hack health on Instagram, Twitter, discord everywhere everywhere thanks everybody everywhere. appreciate it have a great great yeah, rest of the week and uh thanks for tuning in share us around and uh thanks for listening to the hacking health podcast catch you next week